halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Camila Fantasia. Hi, I'm Jenny Taylor. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor, and welcome to Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. How are we doing today, guys? This is going to be the, this, Human. the humans, entities, life forms, blobs of flesh and blood. Lovely. Thanks um, for describing my meat suit. <laughs> flesh beings. Burning flesh pits. How are you? Perfect. Uh, well, we- did you say burning? Yeah, burning flesh pits. I How did you I- know that I had the spiciest Indian food last night? I don't oh. want to hear about it. Yeah, please. I definitely I- don't want to hear about the aftermath thing. Exactly. I mean, I love spicy Indian food, but I have a feeling that's not the angle you're taking. Yeah. I will tell you that it was absolutely delicious going was in. It? Going in. Oh, yes. Uh, Ew, uh, can we get off of this train? No pun intended. Quickly. <laughs> um, all right well i'm trying to bring some energy because this is a sleepy time episode it is like that episode sexy time people have sex at this time okay mm, not if they not if they had really spicy indian food the day before okay stop 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 seriously <laughs> no <laughs> toilets <laughs> I wonder what time of day people do have sex the most. Do you think it's 9 p.m. at night? Oh, it's like 2 a.m. or or 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. I know someone who works. What time zone, Kim? What's Uh, standard, but you wouldn't understand. (laughs) Greenwich Mean Time is the sexiest time to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) I know someone who worked at the Lusty Lady, the strip club in Seattle, like feminist-owned strip club, Mm. and they said that the busiest time was like seven to eight as guys were going into work. In the morning. Mm -hmm. It's like a parade of businessmen. Yeah whacking off uh, before they went and sold like credit derivative swaps <laughs> they were like oh that's because the swap. credit derivative swaps make them too horny during the day so they gotta unload beforehand so they don't get that hard on while they're trying to trade yeah but, yeah you were sitting around saying credit derivative over and over again wouldn't you be horny no yeah. so horny i don't know why i find that really depressing though I have to say, I know it's like, that's the way of the world and, you know, just human need. It's their passion. How dare you? When they were children and they were asked what they wanted to be, it was. They said perverts. (laughs) Perverts first. Mm -hmm. And then I want to go to a cubicle and sell credit derivative. I don't know what that is, by the way. No idea. It's what, it, it's what single-handedly brought down the economy in 2008. 
Okay. Bundled, like I thought that was mortgage backed. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was mortgage backed. But it was credit derivative swaps that were like an integral part of it, basically. It was part of the like package of crap that brought the economy down. Speaking of packages of crap, did I tell you guys that? Never mind. Is it about the Indian food? <laughs> Moving on. You don't want to hear it. Uh, it was kind of a depressing week. The Democrats got totally fucking slaughtered. <sighs> I think it's a preview of what's to come. Oh, American politics. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to hear about this. Why? Embrace the truce. God. Did I tell you? Um, I think nobody wants to watch cable news, and that's probably a good thing. It's a good thing. And um, yeah. Gen Z is turning to print news far more than millennials because they no longer trust cable news, just for the record. Mm. Really? They're they're reading like the newspaper, like oldie times. That's right. They're sitting in the sunroom with their with their uh, cold press coffee. They're mm -hmm. crossing their legs and they're ignoring their spouse by opening up a six foot wide newspaper. <laughs> no, but that's not cool. Have you ever seen those people in the subway in New York and like they're reading the New York Times and they've got it? This is a reason why I never like maybe thrice I attempted to read the New York Times like in physical forms on, on the New York Times uh, on the subway. If you don't fold it exactly perfectly, right. these people have gotten some like origami, <laughs> like master, like manipulated, like swan fucking napkin configuration <laughs> in your time. And if you can't do that, you just feel like dumb because you're sitting there and it's like four feet wide. And, <laughs> you're, and you just look like rube. People had it. I remember when people would fold it in these like very elegant little sleeves yes. so that they would fold it out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you definitely studied Japanese paper <laughs> art when you totally. Were so so only yeah. in the New York subway are you reading the New York Times, but there's a wrong way to do it. And so you are a rube. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Any <laughs> chance we can to be snobs. I love it. Snob. So you, you, you picked up on that too. There is a snobbery to reading the paper on, on the subway. If you do it wrong, you're fucking slack jawed. Hillbilly. Yeah. What if you're yeah. reading the New York daily news? Then you're a oh. donkey. <laughs> no, the New York Post is the worst. The New York Post is amazingly trashily, like, wonderful, though. There's a kitsch factor to the, the New York Post. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's something about, like, you know, it's like movies. When you're so bad, you're good again. Like, that is, mm -hmm. that's the niche the New York Post is in. Page six is an institution, baby. It's like gossip mecca. Yeah. Yeah, but some of their some of their uh, columns are just freaking awful. I'll never forget. Remember when Aaliyah, the much yeah. beloved soul singer that was briefly married to R. Kelly, that whole fucked up mess. When she was a child, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
remember when she died in a plane crash somewhere yeah. in the Bahamas? Uh, there was a whole, I, I can't remember this guy, Steve something columnist uh, just wrote this horrible takedown. I don't know who she was, but she's clogging midtown traffic. She was, oh, she was a low rate, like warbling, half dress harpy. I mean, he said the worst things about this dead girl. Yeah. And people ripped him a new asshole. No, we're not talking about your Indian food right now. Yeah. Oh. That topic. Zip it both ends. But yeah. <laughs> now he's like an angry, sweating Australian, right? Who's had like three triple bypasses and yes. regularly gets reamed out by Rupert Murdoch. I actually, okay, so I was working in this hotel, soon to be departed, me, not the hotel. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin is hiding out in this particular town and two reporters from the New York post were staying and at the hotel. And I was oh. like, Oh, they're definitely here trailing Alec in your and hotel. They were in What's that in your hotel? Yeah. Yeah. In the, the hotel. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I was like, Oh, they're absolutely here for the ball, like sniffing out the bolt. Wait, so, there's no other like hot gas happening up there. Um, it could be on too. Maybe they're doing some investigative reporting on working conditions that you, and like drug dealing. Like the, opi- the sad opiate. Yeah, the another yeah, opiate. In, in your hotel, maybe. Maybe it's, yeah, it's going to be a really hard hitting piece about. No, uh, I think they were like, let's let's see if Alec is can deal with his guilt. Maybe we'll get a picture of Hilaria. I mean, that's totally what was going on there. Um. Uh, I um how do you say um cucumber? Do you ever see you ever see that um, footage of Hilaria pretending like she doesn't know how to pronounce the word cucumber when she's one hundred percent American? Yeah. She lived in Menorca for for several years for vacation. For a year, that I happened. still know how to say cucumber. Oh, yeah. Actually, Camilo, you and Hilaria have very similar paths. Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we have a lot in common. Spain, a lot in common. I'm you sorry, what did you what did you call her? What did you call Hilaria? I love how you made her I like how you made her French sounding how do it you doesn't say matter <laughs> were you angry about Hilari. it wouldn't that be funny if she slipped from her weird Spanish accent into French <laughs> who like, knows wait, what the stress could do to her right now well, did you see her accosting the reporters and Alec Baldwin being like, shut the fuck up, basically? Mm-hmm. Not Recently? with those words. Yeah. Oh, wow. When he finally came out and addressed the reporters on the situation that we're talking about, which if you're not listening to this at any time when this happened, is the accidental shooting of the cinematographer on the set of Rust, a movie that Alec Baldwin was in and directing. Right? So... Producing, 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 not directing it. Yes, not directing. Oh, okay. Producer. Um, so you know he was in hiding at, at this bar near Jen. He recently is staying with... in Manchester, Vermont, which uh-huh. is kind of a Tony town. 
in uh, South Vermont, Southern Vermont. I bet they have a second or third or fourth or fifth home here. I wouldn't be surprised. And this is where you come to nurse your wounds yeah. when you've accidentally shot someone. Yeah. I mean, it's as beautiful a place as you can go to to um, nurse your wounds, yeah, maybe. Your nurse your wounds is an interesting poor, choice. Of poor choice. Of maybe poor, the, not the best choice. To, but um, but yeah, like, uh, he came out and did I like some. To keep it classy. Yeah, keep it. Oh, this. Listen, I know that you're here in a repertorial role, uh, specifically, and you are wielding language to express yourself as accurately as possible, and we all have slip ups. That's true. But I mean, um, I mean, yeah. much like Hilaria, it yes. must be hard for certain idiomatic phrases for you to recall. I know you were born out of the country. It's mm -hmm. true. Um, I just yes. uh, first that word that it came. <laughs> I'm Say actually cucumber. Yeah, cucumber. Um, Camila, were you upset by her uh, t taking your heritage, pretending? Oh no, God, no! I I find that I find um, that particular type of I don't want to say psychopath, a sociopath that adopts other cultures and or personalities and sort of you know like like the most notoriously the um, catch me if you can guy. Like yeah. that kind of people who like adopts a persona. And I think Massachusetts had a really famous, I, I, I'm not going to remember the name right now, but the guy who just pretended to be a European aristocrat. Like, I love these people so much. Oh, because did you ever follow the Anna Delvey case? She was an Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, Fantastic. this is a really good one. They're doing yes. it. Yeah, really. And she's, She's completely without remorse. I just saw a recent interview with her. She's like, well, if they were stupid enough to keep giving me money, mm -hmm. I was going to keep using it. Exactly. Basically. Because in these cases, and I was thinking of the guy who pretended to be a Rockefeller. Um, but oh. in these cases, normally nobody dies and it's the wealthy and the elite that are scammed. Yeah. usually so it's I just wholeheartedly endorse that yeah it tends to be a very satisfying narrative and i think she it's just entertaining it's yeah hell. it's just so i find it entertaining as hell um by the way cucumber in spanish is the funniest word it's pepino 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 oh that's cute cucumber it's, oh, a, cute it's a cute dog name yes it, it would like, be um, it sounds like mouse penis He's got a little pepino. <laughs> you know what? Tonight, just call Shantane. You're my little pepino. Oh, yeah, no. whisper, sweet nothings. It's going to be like, move over. <laughs> I need room on this bed, too. Pepino. Do you um, have... Bring your, how you say cucumber over here? <laughs> I am feeling romantica. Oh, but wait, um, hold on. I, I don't think I, I ever saw the pepino. clip. Yeah, but so exactly. If she didn't know the word cucumber, she didn't say cucumber. So what did she say? See, she was like she holding was, it. it was a cooking. It was a cooking segment, and she was making like a Spanish dish, of course, from yeah. her homeland. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Oh, how do you say? Um, how do you cook, say these? Oh, 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 and the woman was like, "Cucumber," and she was like, "Oh yes, yeah, see, see, cucumber, cucumber." 
Ah, uh, Pepino, I, Pepino. What the hell? I just Who remember he was really that? angry on her behalf because it lit up the internet for a hot second. Everybody, you know, reamed her, of course, and there was a giant pile on. And yes, I the pile on was real. Yeah. And then I think he like went off Twitter for a day or two and uh, migrated and then- to Instagram. She did a whole monologue on Instagram about, you know, I'm just from these different places and, you know, these are my backgrounds, like, you know, with no accent. It was just so strange. It's just a very strange personality trait slash disorder. Yeah, I think it's like hyper, it's a kind of like hyper narcissism in a way, I suppose. Oh, you think? (laughs) Listen, let me sit back on my shrink's chair. Diagnose. <laughs> um, yeah. But remember when Madonna talked in a British accent or her accent was like definitely yeah. somewhere between mm. the mid-Atlantic? Mm. Yeah. It, it was, was annoying for a while. Yeah, it was this really kind of over-articulated speech she had when she was married to Guy Ritchie. Remember when we were all in acting school and we all talked like that? I never did. I, don't I feel like I went through a phase where I really wanted to lose my Spanish accent. So I was overcompensating by talking in whatever Atlantic, whatever I was being taught in class. Must have been intolerable. Is it that that like sort of accent you hear in all the 50s, like newsreels hey, today and uh, from... Amco USA. That's like the working class version of the accent, but it's more the like female aristocrat movie star accent. Yeah, yeah. But those 50s reels, like, did people speak like that? Like, whenever um, I hear them, I'm just like, this is so strange. You're thinking like, like more of the 30s and 40s, like, ah, oh, Michael Friday, like that kind even of thing. Fi- even 50s, though. I watched something recently. Yeah. Um, it, it was like it, they're they're ads, but still, it's very particular. Like, yeah. so it's affected. Hey, like, boy, you're, maybe reading a, you're reading the New New York Times on the New York subway. You must be. Yeah, born. it's like uh, today the Chevy factory, five hundred new vehicles came off the line, and it's very, you know, affected and specific. Yeah. Maybe it's yes. something like newscaster speech. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it was taught in journalism schools. You know, uh, journalism and acting used to be taught in the same schools. Um, yeah, is that true? So, yeah, so everybody was just taught to speak in the same way. And a thing you don't know is that actors were really good typists back in the mid 20th century, as they all had to take the typing class too. So they could, you know, Why? send the bulletins back home. So they could what? Send bulletin. I, should, I mean, Camille is totally bullshitting. Oh, he got me with there, that one. You know, but well done. I you, you lost me when you were like, oh, to oh, send oh. bulletins. <laughs> so we are we're we're running out of speaking of bullshitting. Uh, we're running out of time for our bullshitting. But I, d- I did want to throw in because you said Instagram is. Mm-hmm. Have you been following the Shailene Woodley? cryptic Aaron Instagram Rogers. posts after Aaron Rodgers was told he couldn't play. It is, it is the dumbest. If you, what? if you want to degrade your brain any further, I urge you to, to follow. Can this play what? Give us where, a taste. 
Yeah, well, I don't know what's, what you're talking about. You know about that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has now been vaccinated, so he's prevented from playing with the um, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Thank Rogers, you so much. Is he their quarterback? Yes. Wait, why? So why Aaron Rodgers he... is the Green Bay Packer quarterback, and he's engaged to Shay. What's her name, Camilo? Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. You would know her. She's been in quite a few movies. She yes. was in Big Little Lies. She was in the Stupendous Now or something. She was like a teen star. Yeah. Become, okay. uh, She's, had, she, she was in those divergent, emergent, urgent, sergeant movies, whatever, you know, all of those. Okay. That's what made her famous. You would know her to see her. She's also kind of like a hippie, hippie, crunchy you know, self-care. She's basically turned out to be a 30, a millennial California anti-vaxxer. Like that's basically. So what... is Jessica Biel. Oh Lord. Justin Timberlake's wife. You know, there's a, a good amount of them. So yeah. she's just been dropping all these hints on Instagram that it's like astrological chart of a Capricorn, which is what, Aaron Rodgers is like, let him roam and do what he wants. And it's very, very dumb. Yeah, I, I still, I, that's okay. You, you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I, sound, I don't know who any of these people are. And from your dis- descriptions, I don't want to. So that's, that's a good, that's a, take the high road, Kim, take the high road. <laughs> they sound dumb. Next week tells us tell us about the the Barbados like celebrity hot goss. We don't know anything about it. <laughs> oh my god, that's the, so funny! Holy shit! What about that concert in Texas? Travis Scott was having Astro World is like this. Huge, oh, and several people died. Eight people. That's Ranging awful. Fourteen years old to twenty three, and thirty people were injured and treated at a field hospital. 11 of whom were in cardiac arrest. Holy shit. Yeah, it was really, And really he's hot. dating a Kardashian, right? Yeah, Kendall, yes. Kylie, some, when they all- We know it starts with a K. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like the biggest crowd disaster since the 1970s. That's crowd with that's a K. That's horrific. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it's really no, crazy. No, that's really horrific. It's really bad. I, uh, I mean, the times I've been at, like, big concerts, that has definitely, <laughs> you know me, definitely crossed my mind Ooh, that it would be bad. It'd be trampled and died or, you know. Yeah, that's why I, I generally don't try and go to the front. Although at this point, I'm so ancient. I just sit in the seats in the back. Yeah. I see the dot dancing. It's the talking heads. It's the best when you're like sitting in a whole different building, just watching it on a screen. (laughs) (laughs) But you paid a hundred dollars, but you're like so far back. It's like, what is this experience I'm having? Like, I literally cannot see these people except on the screen, which I could just sit at home and watch. Jan, I really appreciate you um, throwing throwing out my the intro to my segment by talking Are we having about a family fight in public our mom and dad fight. gonna fight in public is that what's happening but, yes fight 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 uh, i know camilo has to talk about the kids and is probably going to be something really dumb and banal so let me just throw in here you know to set the mood 
the deaths of several innocent young people at a concert, <laughs> which is probably one of the highlights of their life. About I'm not laughing about the deaths. I'm laughing about the the, the family dynamics. Just listeners at home. Yeah. This is this episode is called the passive aggressive episode. <laughs> that sounded like pasta aggressive, which it's like mm, you're throwing yeah. noodles at my face. Oh man, that sounds good. It does. Keep talking. That's it. Keep talking about food. Yeah. What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Ah, oh, as if. Okay. All right. So, the kids. You know, normally we use the kids as a stand-in for what are people who are generally just younger than us and what they're up to. But um, today I'm going to talk to you one of the one of the biggest crises of 2021, and it really is, is going to be about kids. And as you know, lots of things happened in 2021. There's been the pandemic continuing. There's been multiple security hacks. There's been the release of those important uh, financial documents that that expose what rich people are doing with their money and which has gone absolutely nowhere, just like the Panama Papers the, two years ago. But among all of these catastrophes of 2021, maybe nothing was as tragic as when Roblox, the game, went down during Halloween weekend. I have no idea what either of those things are. Uh, you don't know what Halloween is? Okay, so Halloween okay. is... Oh, okay. I, I, I'm good on Halloween. <laughs> okay. Roadblox. So Roblox is a wildly popular computer game enjoyed by children of all ages in which you play uh, or you have an avatar or several avatars that are blocky characters that move in very, very colorful blocky worlds and the reason kids love this is because they can generate their own worlds. Have you heard of Minecraft? Mm, vaguely. So uh, yeah. So in Minecraft, kids go in, and my, kids and sometimes adults like myself who have played, uh, you go in and you you find sort of an untrammeled, blocky world, and you mine it, you build structures, et cetera, et cetera. So Roblox sort of piggybacked on that. As usual, Jen is yawning. Um, Sorry. Very, <laughs> Sunday night. She's, uh, we did say this was a sleepy episode, I guess. That's right. Sexy. So, if only you could see my beautiful Rock a bye, baby. Camilo talking about Roblox. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, what kids love about Roblox is they can design their own environments, they can design even mini games in them that other people can come in and play their games. So there's this whole creator economy that has mushroomed around this particular game where you pay somebody $5 and you can download their Roblox world. And it could be a game. It could just be a cool landscape that you want to explore. It could be sort of a recreation of a real place like New York City, whatever. So there's an but economy. They, but it's blocky. It's all blocky. It's blocky, but there's something about the kids these days. They love the blocky, man, which is surprising because... Technology now allows you to show almost photorealistic um, beings in games, but kids continue to like colorful, blocky things. It's just embedded in kids' genes, maybe. I don't know. 
it's kind of charming. So uh, I, I sourced an article from the failing New York Times. Always. Uh, for this information. And this was written by Kellen Browning. And Kellen Browning looks like Carrot Top's more sedate uh, sibling. He's got lo- lots of nice curly hair, big eyebrows, big smile. So Roblox attracts more than 43 million players every day. And you also have to keep in mind that these are all going to be kids. Like if you're an adult playing Roblox, you seriously need therapy. So the article is called Roblox Goes Down, Forcing Children Outside for Halloween. Oh, God. Ooh, Which, what a horror. But, <laughs> a true, the true horror begins. I don't know if you uh, have done any trick-or-treating. I, I don't know if it happens in Barbados at all. But there have been notable, notably declining numbers of trick-or-treaters in the past few yeah. years. And apparently one of the reasons is just just not going out to trick-or-treat anymore. Uh, they're inside playing Roblox. So this weekend, children around the country began began acting strange as though they were emerging from a trance. They moped around their houses. They started hanging out with their parents. They powered up long-neglected electronics in search of entertainment. Some even, gasp, went outside. The culprit for their spooky behavior, Roblox, or the lack of it. So a mom tweeted, my God, daughter outside playing with soccer ball had me thinking the world was ending. Turns out Roblox is down. (laughs) Another mother, Aisha Deal, noticed Harper, her daughter, had been exhibiting some odd behavior. Yesterday, her and her best friend actually had to go outside and play. Normally, Ms. Deal said, Harper gets home from school and immediately logs into the online universe with her friends, sometimes without even pausing to eat. It's what they do, so they're a little lost, she said. I've never seen my daughter this much in one day. And in Bethesda, Maryland, 13-year-old Garvey Mortley was also trying to find a way to fill the time. I didn't really have any Halloween plans before. My only plans were to play Roblox, so that kind of got ruined. So... I love this touch. Garvey's mother said she was using the outage as an opportunity to teach Garvey about how companies' problems can affect their stock. Oh, God. That parent. (laughs) And the ripple effects these issues can have on people. It's the end of the month. People have to pay their bills. And if Roblox is their only stream of income, that's a problem. Garvey said she had realized. So, yeah. Amon Runger... A a 16-year-old developer said the Halloween weekend was absolutely the worst time this could have happened because of the many Halloween-themed events developers had planned for their games. He said the developers, remember, this guy's 16, were estimating that millions of dollars in revenue had been lost since the outage began. So they get, so they've monetized this. and they Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't understand this part. Like, they lost money. I guess they have like they can basically customize the video game so that other people you like if they make a store in their video game, then other people will use the store that they've made and then that gets monetized. Which reminds me of this I guess Grimes, is that her name? Grimes suggested yeah. that in the future, everybody yes. everybody would get could get UBI through video game like if they monetize their video games the government could subsidize their labor 
they're like cyber labor. UBI. Yeah. Yeah. You've lost even me. What's UBI? Even you. So, so very seldom lost. (laughs) Universal (laughs) basic income. It's what made. Okay. Okay. This has has nothing to do with UBI soft, the makers of Assassin's Creed then. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) I'm just saying that Grimes apparently signed on to this idea wrote that Roblox is pioneered. Mm, Yeah. So Kim, imagine that you log into Roblox because it's online Uh and you, you have this whole menu of places, worlds that you can go to. Right. So you log into Candyland because you know, your friends are going to be there. And then Candyland sponsored by the, uh, I was trying to remember Milton Bradley. I who Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. So you're in Candyland, right? So you meet your friends there and then you're just like wandering around and your little blocky avatars that kind of go like this. They're like Frankensteinish almost in how uh, the mobility that they have. And then you all decide to go to like the candy shop that's right there. And the candy shop is run by some 12 year old entrepreneur. So if you want to get your fake candy, that's not even real, but so your character can hold it. You spend Wait. Roblox dollars. Can I hold on? Say I'm a developer. Can I hire the 12 year old to work in my Roblox candy store? Yeah, there's probably no labor laws, so you probably can. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, weird. And then, and then I decide like we're gonna go shopping at the store here because I want my little avatar to have like a cool blocky jacket, right? So this other entrepreneur over here has designed all of these jackets. Uh, You obviously have to have some programming ability in a sense to be able to create these outfits, create these extras that the characters can carry around, create these worlds that that are premium. So you wanna move through them because maybe it's an amusement park. So you designed it. I have a question. Yeah. All of these worlds linked up, your your candy shop and this one's world over here and this one's like weirdo thing over here. Do they all link up like, like the internet or something? That's a question I cannot answer because as you know, I don't play with children as I made <laughs> emphatically clear earlier, but yes. um, I don't think they do. I think that when you log in and you select your world, that particular world there's probably like a generic world that's free and then other worlds that are all monetized because they were created by somebody but i imagine exactly like the metaverse that we were talking about last week yeah it's it's a very primitive version of the metaverse and what to expect because and that's why i was very confident that the metaverse is going to be a very real thing that a lot a huge part of the population is participating in is because children are already moving in these virtual worlds. They're primitive, but they are monetized already. So it's weird. And I'm sad that I did not get in on this earlier and start designing like weird. I'd probably design like terrifying haunting house, haunted houses for these children, all with blocks, scare the crap out of them. I designed pets. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, I would design hmm, therapy for them because that's what they're 
<laughs> Jen's gonna have the uh the um what's her name for peanuts that has the five cent Lucy. yeah i'm gonna have a little dog house where they can come to me for advice <laughs> that'd be cute Fortnite dollars every five Fortnite dollars for clarification <laughs> on your life oh you know what Fortnite is yeah i do i know i mean i vaguely know what a lot of these things are i've never really spent any time on them but yeah I'm enough, I mean, I'm a sentient enough person that I can catch some of the zeitgeist. Not a lot. I think being sentient is works against you. In this 100%. Case. <laughs> yep. Numb me out. Beat me up, Scotty. Kids got over the fright of Halloween's. Well, I'm glad they went outside that one time. Um, yeah. So good for time. them. Yep. Yeah. It's good to get exposure to sunlight once every six months, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you think these kids are going to be like in 30 years? Serious question. Serious cue. Do you think uh, they'll be back on their childhoods with fondness? Yeah, I think I think they're going to be in the metaverse and they're going to be loving it. Mm. They're, going to be like, they're going to be like, oh God, remember when we were children and we put up with these blocky sort of loser characters with limited configurations and now I can be like, a horny dragon. So you're thinking, so you're saying they're going to be looking back on their childhood fondly, thinking about their online life oh, and, and online adventures, Kim. Commodified. Yeah, the like, commodified exper- experiences. Yes. Remember when buying a Roblox ice cream only cost 10 real world dollars? <laughs> no, it's a hundred real when world I had dollars. I had to walk 10 Roblox miles to get to my Roblox school <laughs> to whatever the hell happened there. I mean, maybe, maybe this is their way of living in a world where their parents aren't constantly hovering around them, you know? Like, I, I kind of get that. And maybe it's liberating because in reality, no kid goes trick-or-treating alone anymore. There's always a parent accompanying we had said we had a number of trick-or-treaters where a car just pulled up and they all got um, out trick-or-treated and then got back in the car they don't even walk from house to house apparently not i saw kids walking from That's house to house dumb. it was really awesome yeah. it was great it was really cute they were all in their costumes was- they still they i mean they definitely do if my if my instagram feed is any indication there are still kids trick-or-treating which i think is nice but yeah. i guess not for long huh camilo the other thing the other thing is that schools now do a fake trick-or-treating thing usually the day before or whatever the school day yeah. is before so a lot of kids already gotten all this candy well Mark at their school event have us all trick-or-treating in the metaverse as he strip mines our intellectual lives you know what's going to be great mm-hmm. about it we can wear like super skimpy sexy outfits and it won't be cold God, you're so relentlessly positive about it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be able to go, once I'm paunchy, I'm going to be able to go trick-or-treating with flat abs with my avatar. Um, oh but you'll get fatter as your avatar gets skinnier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my avatar and me are going to have a gainer slash encourager relationship. Yeah, that's... 
scary. Um, All right, I'm ready to hear about health and beauty because okay. all this talk about Halloween and Halloween candy is very unhealthy and playing Roblox all day is probably unhealthy too. So let's hear about something healthy or beautiful. Well. Oh, I just want to be pretty. Give me your potions, give me your serums, even your unwent. But that crossfit workout, baby, oh no, I can't. I just want to be pretty. Okay. <laughs> There's like a two, like two or three skincare people I follow on Instagram. Definitely I don't like, I don't like that, that phrase. I don't like the phrase skincare people. Skincare gurus. I, I like that even less. Okay. Then come up with something. Dermatological. Instructors. Uh, sure. Yes. Oh, how about dermatological Sherpas? How Perfect. That? Okay. Guide. Why is there got to be something ethnic? Why a Sherpa is a guide. I know, but in in, in the Himalayas. In the Himalayas. I know, but wait I, a second. We can't we can't even use language in like well, I'm saying no, no. Okay. How about what's what's how about a, dermatological docents? How's that? that I think better? that's better. I okay. think that's better. All right. I thought I dermatological that's, Sherpas was really funny. Didn't Sherpa have Sherpa had a heyday as like a corporate? Yeah, it did. For, remember when all those people like died on Everest? You remember that story? It's an amazing book, Into Thin Air, John Krakauer. Sure. Yeah, well, Camila's talking about using it in corporate speak. Like, you guys, oh. let's powwow and um, let's get your um, uh, productivity Sherpa in here and talk about our latest numbers. Do you think we'll look at land naming in like 20 years the same way? We'll be like, remember when all those corporate videos, they were land naming, like the Microsoft video where they're like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And we're on um, Lanape. Uh, Shinape. I mean, it was like it, it made me want to peel my skin off. Oh, was, oh, yeah. Oh, your yeah. dermatological oh. Sherpa would tell you not to do that. That's true. It is when it's migrated into that kind of like just rank corporatism. Something's something's going wrong. Like, yeah. Something something's not. This is not as subversive or transformative as as you think. If it's landing in a Microsoft industrial. But that's a conversation for another time. All right, so I'm taking on the controversial, well, it's becoming kind of controversial, concept of self-care, you guys. I found two very funny articles, one of which is by one of my favorite writers and social critics, but the other is an article called, um, all right, let me find the title. It's from the anonymous, it's from Healthline, the banal health line. I don't even know. <laughs> magazine or something. For, okay, here's the lead. For many people with anxiety, self-care just doesn't work. All right. Is it still self-care if it just makes everything worse? That's the, that's the byline. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read you guys the first paragraph. A few months ago, I decided to make some changes in my life to address my problems with anxiety. I have I think that's part of the who, who is this person? It's Healthline, uh, Mr. Uh, Healthline himself. It's her name, her name comes at the end. Mm -hmm. Um okay, so all right, so she's decided to make some yeah, so she's gonna self-care for her anxiety. I told my husband I was gonna do one thing every day just for myself. 
I called it radical self-care and I felt very good about it. I have two little kids and don't get much time to myself. So the idea of doing one thing just for me every single day certainly felt radical. I jumped in with both feet, insisting on taking a walk or spending time doing yoga or even just sitting alone on the porch to read a book every day. Nothing extreme, nothing Instagrammable, just 20 minutes of calm every day. And at the end of the first week, I found myself sitting in the bathroom, bawling and trembling and hyperventilating, having just a full-on anxiety attack because it was time for my radical self-care. Needless to say, these were not the results I was expecting. It was just supposed to be a walk, but it sent me spiraling and I couldn't do it. Self-care is having a moment. So anyway, she goes on to kind of describe how it makes her even more anxious and depressed, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then I found this, this one particular paragraph, which I thought was really beautiful and in a way got to what she was sort of trying to get at, but this guy's a better writer. The self-care industry is dedicated to the, pro- Freddie DeBoer is his name, and he has a really, really smart, interesting substack. The self-care industry is dedicated to the proposition that everyone who buys into it should live a life that is about nothing but self-actualization, self-improvement, and self-interest. The individual is sacrosanct in every sense, and anyone that suggests that what the individual desires is socially undesirable is simply an energy leech who wants to stop you from ascending to your final form. It's Anne Rand laundered through yoga memes and clawed spirituality. Oh, come on. I mean, yes, that's very, that's snappily written, but like having a meltdown about being able to take a walk, like, yes, self-care. Can, can, do we have to shit all over everything and overthink everything? Self-care is Are good. you kidding? That is the signature of fucking left-wing journalism right now is shitting on everything. It's I know, 5, it's so tiresome. For why, for why Dune is awful. I mean, why classic rock should be torn up. There was literally an article in the New York Times this week about how classic rock songs should, should be... Um, taken down like confederate statues i am not joking that was well like uh rolling stone stopped singing uh brown sugar for example but they did that on their own volition as far as i know of their own volition literature there's so much literature about like basically why what you like is wrong it is basically we're talking about taking a walk here let's let's just let's just you know let's bring it down a notch like it's fun to take something and tear it down, especially when you've got the whole world like, oh, you've got them in a spot. We've all agreed on this one thing. Now shit all over it and make everybody feel like an idiot because we all agreed that taking care of yourself and your mental health was cool. You know, give I me a break. We, yes, lady, take a walk. That's true. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not against taking a walk. I think that there is a certain truth to like, more internalized narcissism doesn't make anyone necessarily any happier. Oh, I disagree. Disagree. Oh, we're talking about a walk. We're talking about self-care. Take some time. Have a piece of chocolate. Take a nap. Get rid of the children. Get rid of the children. No, but you guys, that'll that'll clear some mental space for you to 
to feel better. Drop them off at the grandparents for a week or two or or a six months or the orphanage. Self-care. If, if the children are already here, I mean, it's. I think it's a little late, Camilo, to be disposing well, of them. They should have hey, thought about that before, shouldn't they? Yes. I hate to. I hate to bear the be the bearer of bad news. Although it's my special skill. Um, there was just a poll that came out that people with children are happier, which is in. I've direct- seen polls to the yeah. exact opposite. Exactly. Okay. Look, I think that there is something to the hyper kind of um, commercialized self-care complex that has become ubiquitous in the past couple of years that I think there is some real truth to like it is Anne Rand like kind of filtered through yoga memes and, uh, you know, I think the fetishization of like mental health as something to actually is as like a career calling card among young people is really strange, like really dis- strange, disturbing. I don't know, weird outgrowth of like TikTok culture. I, I can't quite put my finger on why it's I, become. To me, it sounds like a sort of backhanded insidious way for corporate co- culture to slip back in and say, stop doing this self-care shit. Actually, we need you working those longer hours. We need you not taking care of your mental health. We need you to be overly dedicated and obsessive about your jobs. We need you to be consumerist and spending all your time, um, you know, acquiring goods. It's just an insidious fucking way for the man <laughs> to get you to fucking buy shit and die early and fucking... <laughs> take all your property and assets and fucking be richer. Like you don't see what it's, it's, it's they're gaming us all. I'm still trying to understand the thesis of all this because obviously because Jen is in thrall of this male writer and refuses to name and refuses to name the woman. Boil somebody down to like just the most reductive um, essence of their identity. Exactly. Because you're in thrall of this male writer and refuse to acknowledge the woman writer because you're in some kind of like <laughs> weird competition with her, probably. Uh, about. Oh, yeah, that's how who... women. My God, that is the most sexist thing to say that women only see each other as competition. Well, you, you, like... you refuse to mention her name, even though after I solicited. It's at the end of the article. Oh, because it's at the end of the article. Well, you know what? Yeah, because. Healthline, because I... Healthline is a oh sexist publication to start with because they don't even byline the women at the top Mom of the article. Mom and dad are getting in a fight again, but I love that you essentially said that women can only, the only way that women can relate to each other is essentially through competition which is an age-old sexist trope. it's the only explanation i can find for you refusing to say her name because it is scrolling inconveniences her you That's you guys stop fighting, i'm still <laughs> i'm still we will we will That's almost like i'm still a, trying to understand why she was crying today. in the bathtub why is she crying in the bathtub because she feels like she doesn't deserve the time alone no What's her, what's going on? She said that self-care basically stresses her out. I'm calling well, that's attention. stupid. Yeah, now she's annoying then. Just go for your okay. stupid walk. All right, so you like- No the wonder the bylines at the bottom of the article. 
it's okay. It's okay to like the male writer better too, Camilo. You don't have to. You don't have to to do theater. Just say I liked his stuff more. It's all right. We won't. We won't think you're sexist. Um, all it says is Christy. It doesn't actually put her name on it because she wanted to protect her privacy from goons like you who make fun of her. It says Christy is a freelance writer and mother who spends most of her time caring for other people than herself. Oh, God. She's exhausted and compensates with intense caffeine addiction. This Find is bullshit. This is, I'm sorry, Jen. I love the things you bring to us. I like that piece of writing. Clever, clever. But come on. What are we talking about here? This is her brand. This is, it's, 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 I spend all my time caring for other people to the, to the point where I am, in full mental breakdown when I, you know, sit on the toilet and read a comic or go for a walk. Come on, lady. Like, either take care of yourself or take other people, but shut the fuck up about it. Yes. Like, I'm supposed to be upset for you. Like, you're not happy either way. Okay, what, well, what listen. is the conversation we're having? What let, do you want me to do about it? Let me let me just finish. Let me just read her 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 final conclusion. Okay, it might change your mind. This is what she says. My experiment experiment in radical self care evolved over time. I start I stopped trying to do self care. I stopped pushing it. I stopped doing what other people said should make me feel better and started doing masturbating. Make me oh. feel better. What? Sorry. No, it's hey, you can mansplain all you want. I'm right here for it. <laughs> mansplain to me and Christy. I said masturbated. What is it that she finally ended up doing? Maybe she masturbated. That's the ultimate self-care. Exactly. I touch myself. I want you to touch me. I went for a walk. I sat on the toilet and cried. Um, I do think... Okay. Okay, so so I did cut you off. So what was the final thing she did? Is that she's trying, I think essentially what her point in this article is, is that by thinking about self-care, by calling out self-care, like now I'm in a moment of self-care, it stressed her out rather than just being in a moment of presently, you know, being in the present and just being. She must have needed this freelance. It's hard out there for freelance writers. You got to get it where you can. <laughs> yeah, I know why she didn't use her last name. <laughs> yeah, you got to look. I don't, girl, I don't blame you. You, it's. <laughs> Two cents per word. That's right. Get that money. Yeah, she was in typing school along with the acting school, journalism school. So whatever, get it how you can. Yeah. Hey, I gotta write. I gotta write about this uh, self care. Yeah. Um, Here I am. I can't get away from the uh, the brats, the little brats running around, and the uh, they're taking up all my time. And the husband expects me to put dinner on the table. Hey. Yeah, I that was like an Italian. That was not. That was an Italian family. That was not. It was, uh, at all. Yeah, I think you could probably monetize it in Roadblock. Oldie time guy. Anyway, <laughs> that is my foray into self care. It was a jumbled mouse.
<laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I did too. I I I I'm annoyed at this woman. I'm imagining her. I'm imagining her like complaining to me on the phone, like you know, and me being like, "Shut up, Karen. I don't care." Like, <laughs> yeah, I've just enjoyed like that. hot chocolate or whatever. Yes. Okay, <laughs> one thing I do want to talk about though in a future episode is the emergence of like feel bad journal because it is yeah. everywhere and it is yeah. madness. even when you agree with it it's just like shut the fuck up i like dolly parton okay it's so negative yeah can we have anything what i oh don't God. need what what's going oh, on with dolly parton i don't know what i just don't know what jen's reading because everybody loves dune it's so everywhere i don't there i don't know i don't know later. what world you're moving in Shit. Everybody I, fucking loves you. No, we have to move on. I don't want, and I also don't want any. Uh, oh yeah, it was on contrary. Vox. Is the worst. Vox is one of the the absolute worst defenders of this kind of journalism. Has Dolly Parton become a secular saint? And it's all about the dark side of liking Dolly. I'm not joking. Dolly Parton. I mean, back uh, into society. Anyway, Kim. moving on. Kim, will Dolly Parton be alive in 30 years? I hope so. Yeah, I'm going to say she will. Her tits will. <laughs> I mean, what else? What I, else is I, happening I, in the future? In 30 years, yeah, stuff will be different. different. How different? How different? We, don't we don't know. But we'll speculate we'll for the show. the show. Come along for the ride. Let's switch gears uh, away swiftly. from the police. Swiftly switch the gears mm, away from yes. self care. <laughs> Um, before we get too stressed out thinking about it and <laughs> talk about something that I think we can all safely say brings a lot of people happiness without too much thought. And that is our pets. I want to talk about our relationships with pets in the future and specifically our attempts to communicate with pets. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, this is a very hot sort of trend that's all over social media and it's talking pets. Um, I want to start with this little segment from, I don't know if this is a legitimate news source, (laughs) founded on the interwebs. It's called thenewsminute.com. Must be true with that excellent name. Uh, yeah, right. It doesn't sound real, but um, it's by Jared Piazza, who's a uh, lecturer in social psychology at Lancaster University. Oh, it's English. So it's gotta yes, be real. Okay. Yes. So l- let me let me um lay this on you. Futurologist Ian Pearson recently predicted that by 2050, it will be possible to implant devices into our pets and other animals to give them the the ability to speak to us. This raises the interesting question of whether such a device would provide animals raised and slaughtered for food with a voice and whether this voice would make us think twice about eating them. It's important to first get straight what such technology would and would not enable animals to do. It's doubtful that this technology would enable animals to coordinate their efforts to overthrow their captors in some Orwellian fashion, i.e. animal farm, if we all read this book, or many of us did. Um, So it goes on to say, 
yeah, or, or have seen the cartoon. Um, animals already co communicate with other people that are with each other in a way that's meaningful to them. And they also, of course, communicate with us and we communicate with them. Um, so they're really talking about a uh, technological intervention that is sort of this interface that would kind of mainly line into their brains. We've talked about similar things for humans, but for people. But right now, you guys, there are several influencers, I guess that's what you can call them, on Instagram. And they're taking a much simpler approach. Uh, there's two that I've been following for a while who both have quote unquote talking pets. One's a dog and one's a cat. So the first one, and I think she is sort of a pioneer in this, I guess you can call research. She's published a book. Um, the name of this woman is Christina Hunger. She has a dog, a very cute dog uh, that is a cross between a Catrahula and a blue healer mix. Um, and she uses these, she's a speech therapist and she uses these buttons uh, that are called augmentative and alternative communication devices. So they're, they're one of any many set of tools that um, you can use to help people, kids and adults that are having uh, difficulty communicating. So they're basically buttons that you can record words on, um, you know, milk, talk, up, down, happy, sad, you press them and you can model this behavior. And they've, they've been used with kids for a long time and adults. And she got the idea, she had been using these in her speech pathology practice to use it with her dog, Stella. Uh, so Stella, apparently, and I've watched a lot of these videos. So these buttons are laid out on the floor and apparently she's got about 45 words that she uses at this point, a little more, I mean, for comparison, just a, a, the average three-year-old has about a 200 word vocabulary. Stella has about 45. So I don't know if you find that impressive or not, but according to her, and she's written a book called How Stella Learned to Talk, Stella puts together words in, in inventive ways, much like a child does, much like humans do. Um, they, she, she combines words that weren't taught to her in a certain way to convey meaning. She used an example. Um, she's got the the button for the word bed and the button for all done so often this would be pushed like okay it's feeding times all done so I'm going to take away this this bowl or a walk is all done or something like that and she's got a button for outside and one morning Stella jumped on the bed when Christ Christina was in the bed and then went to the buttons and pushed bed done outside to mean let's get out of bed and let's go outside um and she waited by the door so and I've watched some of the videos sometimes I'm super impressed and sometimes I'm like ah, oh, this seems like a little bit of like anthropomorphizing a bit yeah. you know 
and and also there's a certain amount of okay i push this button and it gets this response Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the same what'd you say yeah it's yes a pavlovian this you know i push this button something lights up i get fed like it's not necessarily the same as understanding language but we know that dogs do understand language so i think there's you know maybe a combination of things going on the dog can memorize where certain buttons are um might understand a few of them and might understand that like this button in this position gets me this result. Yeah. Is that the same as understanding human language? Not exactly, uh, but it's interesting. And so there's another dog, uh, there's another pet. Um, this woman, her name is Kendra Baker. And actually I find this is a cat. I find the cat much more uh, impressive than the dog, I have to say. And I know the age old debate of who's smarter. Well, there's no debate. I, Cats are smarter than dogs. Is I, there a debate? Well, well, listen, dog people will will argue up and down. They get so freaking offended. But I'm sorry. If you compare these two Instagram accounts, 90% of the time when Billy the cat is pressing the button, so that Billy is using the same system to communicate. Um, Listen, if this study has two, not one, but two Instagram accounts as the, like the source data, I absolutely, I I believe, I mean, this is, this should be published in, in the journal of pet sciences. They're not peer reviewed scientific, uh, you know, studies, but you know, in the case of the dog, she's a speech pathologist, Kendra Baker who owns Billy, the Billy is kind of like, I don't know, kind of a regular looking tabby cat with like green, very cute cat actually. Um, So her Instagram account is called Billy Speaks and the dog's account, by the way, is called Hunger for Words if you wanna follow either of them. So Kendra is a veterinarian. They both have their own way. Yeah, the yeah. cat lady the cat. is a veterinarian. In their own way, they have an expertise. When it comes in for medical care. Yeah. <laughs> well, she does, it's only her cat that talks so far. Like she's not, I guess she's not, you know, meeting a lot of them. But but there, this is a trend. Um, Christina Hunger has a Facebook group with several thousand people who are teaching their dogs cats and even like a couple of gerbils um to use these buttons so that's kind of interesting and uh some of billy's favorite words are well and there's some phrases too i love you outside ouch i mean the the implications of this are kind of amazing because i watched a video away from me human yeah Yeah. or or to express pain you know that's something that you know a lot of pet owners worry about that they yeah. don't know their animals are in pain. If you can teach her, and this cat, I've seen videos of her saying, you know, I don't know if she was in re- real, like distress, but for instance, there was a lot of noise outside, I think construction, and she pressed the buttons for uh, noise outside, ouch. The wow. cat to me has got it going on. Sometimes Stella, I'm just like, uh, Stella's just like pressing a combination of buttons to just get fed. Um, 
but the cat to me seems to be more inventive with the language and yeah. also her favorite her favorite button is mad um the fact that these animals can express potentially their emotions i think yeah. is really touching okay, and so it. it was me in a cat suit <laughs> <laughs> mad 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 um down with capitalism that's a button yeah. that the cat pushes an awful lot so um lasagna yeah is that one is that a button lasagna yeah uh, no but it should be i hate mondays no i feel like garfield the cat was yeah very advanced you know maybe someday billy will get to that to that point but i mean what do you guys think about this like in the future people and also there are studies ongoing like this article and this weird british online news source is saying that actual science is working on this working on uh electronic devices that could help us communicate with with animals using you know using human language and and then alongside that humans are doing these sort of anecdotal uh, studies some of them more formal some of them less but what this could really lead to is us all speaking the same language as our pets um and i think that's really intriguing wow. what do you guys think do we okay can we agree that we don't want our pets to actually be speaking like humans which i don't I think it's cool. well i don't think they can do it because they are not built the larynx the vocal box or whatever you want to call it but i just i not... just read the whole article to you and explained that they're using buttons to to stand in they don't need a larynx that's the whole point they're using buttons for words it's like animal braille kind of yeah way. yeah that seems like and they're no. horses. i mean I, the one thing you said that really jumped out at me that was like harrowing is the idea that animals who are on the slaughterhouse line can communicate yeah yeah I mean, don't I kill me hasten the fucking end of meat i i think it'll that'll do it in for me that that's one of the actually a big uh, angle of this. I'll I'll read you a little bit more from this weird UK publication. Um, meat is murder, but let's imagine for a moment that this technology could do something more. It could reveal more of the animals' minds to us. Again, this is talking about an electronic sort of thing that would allow speech. Um, one way this could benefit animals is it would show us that animals think about their future. This might stop us from eating animals because it would force us to see animals as beings who value their own lives. The whole notion of quote, humane killing is based on the idea that as long as you take efforts to minimize an animal's suffering, it's okay to take its life. Since animals do not consider their lives in the future, they are stuck in the here and now. They do not value their future happiness. If technology could allow animals to show us that animals do have future aspirations, imagine hearing your dog say, I want to play ball. And that actually this dog has done that basically. And the cat has, has talked about things in the future. So it might not be peer reviewed at this point, but I've seen the videos and I mean, this, it's fascinating. Um, yeah. Imagine hearing your dog say, I want to be play ball and that they value their lives. 
don't kill me. It is possible that this technology could stir in us deeper compassion for animals killed for meat. So you think that like, so do you think that a bunch of cows would be like, okay, so we noticed that Flora like went in there yesterday <laughs> and we she hasn't come back. And we were just like, and then we saw this guy like walk by with a McDonald's hamburger. So but are those two things like connected? But they, Farmer, but they, boop, they do boop. know. Yeah. The the animals going to slaughter, they do know. They do know. And yeah. and there have been there have been studies there. Um, I know there's this animal communicator. She's pretty famous. She's autistic. I mean, yeah, some of it gets is. yes. And she's the one who came yeah. up with a slaughterhouse. Uh, where they can't those, see what's going on because yeah, yeah, it was a and can't hear because they're yelling and they're oh, waiting uh, and 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 terrified presumably i really need to stop eating meat this is reminding yeah. me it's essentially yeah. they do know they are you also you also need to get much closer to your mic I'm just, I'm just being reminded that I need to become a vegetarian. Like they do know they are sentient beings. I think at some point in the future, we will see eating meat as, as essentially unethical. I, I do think that like deep I, down. I agree in my with core. that. I do agree I, I with do that. Too, which is like, I've been weaning myself off for like a year. I think you were saying this is why I've been eating as much meat as possible before animals well, are telling us that. Lot, I, I'm eating a lot of fish and chicken. I, I mean, honestly, the chickens around here, the fact that there are just so many chickens just running around, I'm just like, eh, chickens. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't really get into like, you know, how they're feeling and stuff. But cows, I've always thought they were like beautiful. They're so expressive. Yeah. They, these beautiful eyelashes like it's it's hard to are and and pigs i mean i know adorable. Pigs are supposed to be very very smart, very smart too yeah yeah so um i am kind of really keeping it to chicken and fish um yeah. yeah it's i read stuff like this all the time and it's just like a it's a punch in the gut really it is it is. And especially with our factory farming, which is so inhumane. I mean, this is, it's just absolutely wild to think about this. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Ladies. And, uh, yeah. I could talk about animals and. Oh, is your ones... dog, is your dog hitting the it's time to go button? He is. Yes. Yeah. I could talk about the ratio of cuteness to deliciousness of animals um, and how deserving you are to be eaten or not based on your attractiveness all day. The uglier, the more delicious or yeah. more edible? The more okay to eat. So okay. like an oyster, right? I guess oh it's kind of my theory with the chickens. I just, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> But um, guess what? We are way over. Shocker. I uh, can't believe it. It was that self-care article. Um, so let's yeah. wrap this up like a beef burrito. And... Um, no. Goodbye to our dear I'm listeners. Now, leave us those five hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> five hamburgers on Apple Podcast. Please no. Give us a rating of five green juices. Completely yeah. vegan and ethical. Please, thank you. <laughs> yes, correct. Five tofu's. 
<laughs> and uh, drop us a note at halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about uh, any of the topics we discussed today. Do you play Roblox as an adult? That's weird. Do your kids though. And uh, I want to know if um, what their experience with that is. If they're Roblox tycoons, if you're a Roblox tycoon, let us know. Do your pets um, practice self-care and, and tell you about it? <laughs> do they have... Well, I've noticed that a couple of my dogs do practice self-care on occasion, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, they lick their own balls. Yeah, shamelessly in front of... Well, there are no balls. No, there are no balls involved in, sadly. Oh, they, okay, they lick their own assholes like my dog. <sighs> well, I, wow. I didn't... I wasn't being literal about it. I was trying to be classy, but uh, I was I I I lost my class a lot when we started this podcast. <laughs> Same. And um, uh, if you want us to improve our audio, if you want us to get a producer, if you want us to keep doing this, donate to our Patreon. Please. Uh, halfway please. there, the podcast. Please, please, sir. Please, sir. Can I have a talking dog? Um, until then, <laughs> keep it perky. Keep it, keep perky. it perky. Bye. Bye. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.